0: Guys, hello, hello! Welcome to Uncommon Faith. I am your host, LaFlower Bowie. I am a wife. I'm a mom of eight amazing children. I am a corporate America leader, serial entrepreneur. I am, uh, but most importantly, I'm just a girl down the street who loves helping other women calibrate so that they can live a purpose-driven life. So again, welcome to Uncommon Faith. Uncommon Faith is a show where we're going to just talk about things that involve our faith, that involve our growth, that involve um, principles to help us reposition. Hold on, let me get the book back there. All types of things just to help us live the life and achieve everything that is ours by divine right. I started this journey, guys, um, because I wanted to, I wanted more. I felt like I was empty. I felt like my life was, I was not living a purpose-driven life. And I really just felt like, God, what is left? Like, what is left um of this rat race that I'm in? And so I decided to go on a self-discovery journey. I'm pretty sure that some of you have felt like that before. If you've ever felt lost or if you've ever felt those crossroads, guys, comment in the chat. And if you whatever platform you're watching us on, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, whether you're um, streaming this on one of our podcast platforms, please like the video, subscribe to our channel, because we're going to be pumping out some amazing stuff here at Stunner Radio, guys, and I don't want you to miss any of it. So back to this uh, this journey. So I'm curious to know How many of you guys have ever felt like that? And if you're watching this live, you can put it in the chat now. If you're watching the replay, just type in replay and put that down there because it's so important for us to really understand and recognize where we're at on our journey, right? Because if we don't do that, then we stay stagnant. We stay really stagnant and it can really um, hinder our growth individually and our relationships and our faith and with our children if we don't recognize where we're at and really take steps to overcome that, okay? So uh, there we're going to have so many different segments on the show, and I'll just break down a few of them since this is our very first episode, right? So um, one of the segments we're going to have is, I know God is real because... <laughs> Because it's uncommon faith. And when you have uncommon faith, you have that big, bodacious, um, audacious, uh, you know, faith that you can really move mountains. Right. But in order to get to that level of having uncommon faith, I know that we've all have a story to tell. I know that there is I call it your this is it moment. It's a moment where you where something happens and you're like, "Okay, God, this is it. I believe that you are real. I know that you are real. And <laughs> all right, Bianca, you know, girl. So yeah, most of us have had that this that this is it moment where we know God is real. Um, For me, my this is it moment, and I'll tell you guys more about this later, but I've had multiple, if I could just be honest, because me and God, we got this thing going on, guys, where it's like a tug of war has anybody ever been like in a tug of war with God where you're like, I know you're real, but mm, I know you're real, but my flesh, I know you're real, but how I'm feeling, I know you're real, but some of these humans be getting on my nerves. Right. And so I used to have this huge tug of war relationship with God. Um, and I think like Lisa said a couple of weeks ago, she was like, I, I'm cool with God, but it's his people that sometimes I, I don't know about. And that's how I used to be guys. But for, um, but I know God is real because it's gonna be a segment. And just a quick, um, tell you a little bit about my story guys. I know that God is real. The moment I knew God was real, one of them was when I was, um, there was a gun to my head and I was put in a bathtub. (laughs) I'll save that for another story time day. But in that moment, I knew that God was real. When a gun was put to my head, execution style. And then I was placed in the bathtub and your girl is still here. So I know God is real. So you guys put in the chat if you know that God is real. If you've had that, this is it moment where you like, all right, I'm not going to play tug of war with you no more. Like, I know that you're real. (laughs) All right, guys. And so another segment that we're going to have in the show is going to be um, a calibration moment. So a calibration moment is going to be where we... Talk about things that's going to help you grow. It's going to help you calibrate or stay calibrated to your calling. Reposition you onto the path that you know that you should be on. Reposition you. Well, at least to say, I've certainly had that this is it moment. Awesome, awesome. I know we have. Most of us I had. Like I said, I've had multiple, whether it was in a relationship where I didn't got big faced in the car or I didn't got slapped or cursed at <laughs> But I made it through, I'm still here, guys. So like I said, I know that most we have, this is it moment. Thank you guys for commenting and thank you guys for watching. Um, and so, yeah, we're gonna have a calibration session. And so in tonight's calibration session, we're gonna talk about the R's, the, the, the R's to really reposition our lives. Like what are all the R's that I use to help not only uh, help myself stay calibrated and reposition when I need to. And, and, but also ones that I help my clients to reposition their lives and to get back on track or to even find that, that hidden path that you knew that was there all the time. Hey, Bianca, you've had that moment too. I'm telling y'all this, there have been so many moments where I knew God was real. It was like, at some point you just got to stop fighting it. Right when the bills are miraculously paid <laughs> or um, when the bills are miraculously paid or when I didn't have no gas money getting home <laughs> from work, but I went anyway. Those are some of my dis-is-it moments. But the ones that I'm talking about are the ones where that truly changed our lives, that truly we decided to stop I'm going on this tug of war with, guys, with God, because it's like, it's, it's like, it's almost like, what's the point? It's like, you have, you have showed God, when God shows you that he's never going to leave you or forsake you, then you just like, okay, at all these men out here, all these situationships, all of these entanglements, all of these, all of these years chasing uh, things that, um, that weren't mine. Um, I just gave up. And so I'm excited to hear all, all the guests that we're going to have on the show. I'm excited to hear what is their this is it moment. And I'm also excited to, you know, like I said, talk about this calibration session with everyone. And then lastly, um, one of the last segments that we're going to have towards the end of each show is going to be a sister chick. Now, I do this as sister circle. With a group of ladies. Um, Quarterly, we have a a workshop. And a part of the work, part of the last workshop, we called out sister checks. And let me tell y'all what a sister check is. So a sister check is a moment where you have so you're you're surrounded by some real ladies who really have your back, some real people who see the greatness in you some real people who understand your calling, some real people who are really fighting for whatever you're fighting for. Like your goals become their goals. Like they cheer for you harder than you cheer for yourself. So those are the type of people that are in your inner circle that should be in your inner circle who are qualified to give you a sister check. Now, the sister check is like I said, it's a moment where you have enough trust um, In that person, in that relationship where you can literally give some like check somebody like, you know how to say who won't check me, boo. Like you. Re- yes. And so when you have this inner circle, when you surround yourself with like minded women, when you have your tribe, when you have your 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 group of ladies, your communities, you should feel comfortable enough to provide these sister checks. Um And so these sister checks, when, when we do talk about these topics, guys, it's going to be a little controversial sometimes. It's going to be topics that we don't want to talk to people about. It's almost, let me give you an example of a sister check. And again, we're going to come back to this. <laughs> yes, we need more sisters and we're going to talk about the power of group and community next week, Lisa. So, um, we definitely, we, we definitely need some more powerful sisters in our lives who are really, who, who are really got, who really has our back. Right. Um, but yeah, so an example of a sister check would be, let's say that you have someone, um, one of your friends, you have seen her man out on a date with somebody else. Would you say something? Just going to have that little awkward pause right there for a moment. Would you say something to her? Exactly. It depends. And that's why I said you have to be with these sister checks, guys. We have to be qualified in order to give these sister checks to someone. Right. I have a very small inner circle where I know that they are guarding my back. I know they wouldn't tell me about that situation just because they wanted him or they wouldn't tell me about that situation just because they didn't want to see me happy or they got tired of seeing me smiling, got tired of him buying me gifts. No. You would tell that um that person, that lady, that sister about that situation because you know that this would her stand with him may not be for her good or this information could really Cause some rip, or maybe this isn't his first time cheating. Like I said, there's different situations, but if you're close enough to that sister, that's why I say it's not a friend check. It's not a girlfriend check. It's not a uh, a boo check. This is a sister check because a sister relationship, when you are really sisters with somebody, that means that you lock arms with them, right? That means that you are willing to fight for them. You're willing to go above and beyond for your sister. So that's why you have to be close enough to that person um, to do a sister check. And uh, we'll, like I said, we'll talk more about tonight's topic in a few, um, but I want to go ahead and introduce one of my actual sisters on here tonight. That's why I wanted to wait a little bit. Um, it was we can go ahead and bring her on um if she's ready i'm super excited for this young lady guys um it wouldn't it it's only befitting that um she be on here with me tonight she is one of my riders she is she's one of my um you know she's just she's rocked with me all of these years she's never judged me for the horrible things that I've done, <laughs> but she's always been by my side guys. And so Regina, she is an amazing bomb. She's a, a corporate leader as well. She's an entrepreneur. Um, she's an amazing sister. She's an amazing in- encourager, but she's also, gonna, she's also gonna keep it real. <laughs> she's also gonna keep it real. And I can't wait for another show that we're gonna have for me to bring on another one of my sisters, DeAndre but she's doing some fun stuff tonight so she couldn't be here with us. So I want to bring on Regina if she's available. Hey girl. Hello. Welcome to the Uncommon Faith party. How you feeling? I'm feeling awesome. Awesome. How are you guys doing out there tonight? Awesome. Awesome. I am so happy that you were able to take some time out of your busy schedule and hop on here with me for the premiere episode of Uncommon Faith. Um, I'm just, like I guess I'm, I'm so excited about this journey, but I also know that it's important as we're talking about sisters for, um, you know, to share that community that we have, that tribe that we have, that togetherness that we have, because that's one of the things, one of the, one of the, um, one of the foundations of Uncommon Faith is the power of community and togetherness, right? Absolutely. So Regina, I was just telling everybody about some of the segments that we're going to have on Uncommon Faith. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if you've heard, <laughs> but uh, one of the segments is going to be, um, God, I Know God is Real Because, and so okay. get ready. To go. I'm gonna ask you that question. Next is gonna be calibration, and you know I'm all about the calibration. So we're gonna be talking tonight on the Rs of the cal- of repositioning and the calibration. And then Absolutely. I shared the sister check that we had in our last sister circle and the power of the sister check and the relationship that you gotta have with somebody in order to have or to give that check to somebody. Absolutely. And now that we've laid out all of the foundation for Uncommon Faith, guys, and you guys know what it's about and how we're going to be rocking each week. I can't wait to introduce you to so many other powerful women and men in my network and my community who stand on Uncommon Faith and how they've been able to accomplish some amazing things in their lives because they've had experience, they've had that this is it moment, and they their faith is in the stratosphere. It's so big. It's It's huge. All right, Regina. So if you just quickly want to tell everybody about yourself, I know I told them a little bit, but if you want to tell them a little bit about yourself um, and then if you want to go ahead and answer that wonderful question that you know, God is real because. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, first of all, I just want to say, you know, Major congrats on the on the premiere show. I'm super excited that you invited me to be a part of this amazing opportunity. Um, and as far as myself, you know, my name is Regina Brown. I am a proud mother of two, 17-year-old uh, son, and my daughter is nine. Uh, my wonderful husband, we've been uh, married for 21 years, um, together almost 26 and um, I am a certified worthy method coach. Uh, my profession, career profession is human resources. So in that, I do um, a lot of coaching also um, in the ministry as well. So I'm just I'm just glad to be a part. Um, as far as answering the question, God is real because, wow. I mean, I, I could take up the rest of the show answering that question. I tell you what, I know God is real because everything I do is centered around him and he shows up and shows out on a regular basis in my life. Okay. Um, He's real because my son is here. Amen. Like he, I, that, that was a miracle in itself. He's real because I'm here. I can't tell you how many times I should have been taken out, but I am still here because of purpose. And so, yeah, I, I could go on and on. So you got to tell me how, how deep you want me to go on this yeah, guy I mean, is real. I want you to touch on like when it comes to the Holy Spirit, because I know that a lot of times we we kind of separate the you know God from the Holy Spirit, or you know it's all you you know what I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me like when I say when you know God is real, because we know that Resurrection Sunday was just a couple days ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And we all know when the ascension happened, the Holy Spirit fell on the earth. Right. The Holy Spirit fell down, you know, when the um, on on the day of Pentecost. Right. When they were in Mm -hmm. the world. So let me know. How do you know that God is real when it comes to your Holy Ghost experience? I hope you all don't get mad for me saying the Holy Ghost. Um, Let me know. Um, So tell me about an experience like that that you've had. Wow. Um, So many, but I can tell you, once you experience the power and the fire of the Holy Spirit, there is no question in your mind that God is real. And so many of us go and have, um, we know God, we go to church, we do all those things, but we don't have that intimate relationship right and so that's that's something totally different cuz i've been in like in church my entire life grew up in church you know ministers and pastors in my family and all of that but it was not until i was introduced um saw people experiencing god in a different way that made me like wait a minute and and just one at one point something just hit i mean when they say fire Shut up in your bones. That's ex- I mean, it, that's exactly what it is. And it's something you just got to get out. And so once you get that feeling, it's a high like you never know. And it's something like once you get it, you just got to have it and you want to have it. You don't ever want to be outside of his presence and um, you want to feel him and you hear him speaking to you, that soft, still voice. You know, people call it a lot of different things. But at the end of the day, it's the spirit. So. Um, But yeah, that that feeling is undeniable. Once you have it, you know, oh, wow, I just felt the Holy Spirit. I love it. I love it. Lisa said, it's all right. We love the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Regina, let me know. So I know that when I was younger and we're building up on this uncommon faith, guys, because you got to have some experiences for your faith to be uncommon, to be bold, to be audacious, to be just totally out of the box, like, like, almost like I can I'm, I'm about to go walk on this water like Jesus did. I mean, just, don't judge me, y'all. But for real, it's like that's how big your faith gets when you have these experiences. And after you have that this is it moment, you're willing to literally walk by faith and not by sight, right? And so, Regina, tell me about when you were younger. Um, because I know I used to make fun of the people that used to catch the Holy Ghost. I used to make fun of the old ladies running around the church. I used to make fun of the people, you know, dancing and falling out. I'm like, y'all play yes. this, please. I used to do all of that until yes. oh, that one day. That one day. So tell me um about I guess your your um how what was your mindset prior to actually experiencing? Did you always know that it was real? Did you always um did you think that it was odd when people talked about the Holy Ghost? Because most of the time it's 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 just Jesus. It's, you know, I love me some Jesus. I love Yeshua. But, you know, sometimes that's all that we know when we don't study for ourselves so that we can grow and have that uncommon faith. Right. So um, I will say as a child growing up and watching, um, like you said, that the ladies in the church um, start to shout, I was curious. I was curious as to, okay, what's going on? What, what, What's wrong with them? You know, uh, that kind of thing. But right. I guess I believed enough in the word and what I was being taught that I, I figured it was something, right? I'm like, they, something is happening, right? And don't get me wrong. There, there have been those times where I was like, really? Now you know, now you know it don't take all that. I think we we both of us have been guilty of that at some right? point, right? But um, but I knew it was something. And so mm-hmm. I, I was curious. And that curiosity drove me into having a deeper relationship and finding what else does God have for me because I know there's more. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Thank you so much for, for sharing. And I think you're right. It's like um the curiosity really <laughs> causes you to step through that door and to be open enough to receive. Um, Because for me, I'm I'm super, I'm a green personality type. I'm a thinker, I I wanna analyze everything. And so for me, it was hard in the beginning because I needed one plus one to equal two when it came to my faith. I needed Genesis one through one and one, one and two, and one, I needed everything to line up. I needed to Mm -hmm. see everything. But when I realized that I'm not, you know, that I needed the Holy Spirit, I needed that revelational knowledge in order to grow in my faith. That's when I began to seek more because of the curiosity so that my, uh, you know, my faith's journey could increase. Okay. Um, I know we got to get ready to take a commercial break. Um, but when we come back guys from our break, we're going to be talking. we're going to jump into our calibration session tonight and talk about the R's of repositioning and some things that we can do to really reposition and reset our mindset because in the days and the times that we're living in mindset is everything. Unfortunately, you know, we have so many people going through, um, you know, getting stuck in depression, getting stuck in that sunken place, getting stuck, you know, um, in a suicidal mindset. And a lot of times we allow the voice of the accuser from our past to come and try to take us out. Oh, you just said a mouthful. Right. Right. So that's why we got to constantly reset our mindset so that we can, um, you know, have that fight and chance. So that we can stay calibrated. So we can stay walking in our purpose because those things will, it'll have a stagnant, right? And -hmm. that sunken place is a scary place. It is a scary place. And I've been in that sunken place. You know, that's one of the reasons I had to write the book was to claw my way out of that sunken place. Um, I felt like, uh, what movie was that with the sunken place? Um, It wasn't Get Out. Was it Get Out? whatever movie that was, was some strange stuff going on and get out uh, you know when the way out somebody helped me in the comments i think it was i think it was get out but that's how I would literally feel when I was going into it's like, you know, that you're headed down this down this path of darkness and depression and sadness and 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 being stagnant. But it's almost like you're on a conveyor belt. It's like you're just gliding down. You're going slow. And it's like you're looking left to right and nothing you can do can stop you. It's like, you see that. Okay, Lisa, thank you. You see yourself going into that sunken place. You're just going into that sunken place and you can't stop yourself. But guys, these R's that we're about to go over in the calibration session, these R's are going to help you get yourself off of that conveyor belt, jump out of that sunken place when you feel yourself going there so that you can continue to live a purpose-driven life. All right. I guess we're going to commercial. We will be right back. Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day to day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey, or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and Open their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey hey, guys, welcome back. We are um, already moving right ahead in our first episode of Uncommon Faith. My name is LaFlower Bowie, your host, and I'm so glad to have my sister, my friend, my partner, my aunt, uh, my rider, <laughs> Regina Brown. I'm so excited. And I see my other sister, Deandra, in the comments. I can't wait to have you on as well, sis. Hey, out, just like we do in our sister circle. All right, guys. And so the next part of our show, we're going to jump into the calibration. And again, the calibration is going to each week, we're going to go over tips to help you stay calibrated. And this week, we're talking about staying positioned or being able to reposition. Now, Regina, the first R um, that we're going to talk about tonight is going to be rest. You know mm-hmm. about sabbatical house, uh, the ministry, you know about all that. Um, but I think that so many times we, especially as women's, as and there's so many of us that are moms and we focus on our career and we chase in the bag, we're trying to do these things that we forget to rest. And Absolutely. the pause is holy. The pause is yes, on, And is. I did not realize I didn't realize, even though you would fast and pray and and those things, sometimes it'll be almost always rushing to even do that, right? Um, Or just for me. Um, But I realized the pause is so holy. The pause is holy and we have to rest. Um, That's why we need adequate sleep at night. Your body needs rest. Your, Your mind needs rest. Because when I'm running on fumes, I can't, I'm, I'm not productive at all. It's like, I'm there, but I'm not there. Absolutely. And so in order to reposition, guys, you got to rest. Have you ever f- experienced, Regina, where you just, you felt like you needed, you had so much stuff to do, but you were so tired um, that you weren't productive? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to say, absolutely. The, the, the pause is holy. Um, and rest falls into self-care. And I think that is really something that like you stated, you know, us as women, we tend to put ourselves last after we've taken care of the kids, after we've taken care of the house, once we've taken care of the husband, all of those things, we're the last person that we think about or consider. Um, And that self-care aspect in getting rest, we can't be 100 percent individuals. We can't feed or pour out of our cups if our cup is not full. So we want to be able to pour out of abundance, out of Overflow, but when we are running on fumes or our cup is low, then that that limits the amount that we're actually able to give. That limits the amount that I'm able to pour into my children when I come home from work, or you know, on the weekends. And the same thing with just the house and, and managing your household. So it's really important to rest and take that time. And I think even to the point where it is scheduled rest, even if we take the time to just give ourselves. 15 minutes, 20 minutes or something like that in the mornings when we wake up or before we go to bed, but just taking some time for ourselves to to just rest and regroup. I started telling my kids when I come home for work, I need give, give me give, give me about give me 10, 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. I need time to just basically decompress. Mm -hmm. So they know I call that that that's my decompressing time, a time where I can transition my mind from work and dealing with everything there to, okay, let me get into mommy mode or what have you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's like give me that time to decompress. And I do the same thing for my husband. I don't even think he realizes I do it, you know. But when he comes in, I tell my daughter she want to run daddy, daddy. I was like, go say hi to your daddy and then leave him alone, give him some time so he can have that transition period as well. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. And it's so important. You know, me, I take it to the extreme. My kids, my husband knows Monday, mommy is on sabbatical, like flowers on sabbatical. I might barely, I might pick up my phone to get on social media. I might, I really don't work on Mondays unless I have to, but Monday is my fasting day. It's my rest day. It's, it's my repositioning and reset day. It's my calibration day. Um, A lot of people do it on Sundays, but you know, with the work that we do sometimes, <laughs> that right. sometimes um, you know, it may not be realistic, but we got to rest. We got to rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And contrary to the world that we live in, because we know that we're we're in the world. But we, we shouldn't be of the world. But I think right. we say that as a cliche sometimes because the world doesn't want you to rest. The world doesn't mm-hmm. want you to pause and think about anything. It's like we need answers now. We need these deadlines now. But, you know, back in the day, I realized business owners or when decisions were made, they would say, give me some time to think about. It. Absolutely. You know, they would either take it back home to their wife or their 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 spouse or they would just go and take it to God. But people want you to make decisions right on the spot. That, I will say that that is one thing that I definitely got from my um, husband and watching him. Uh, I don't care who you are, what type of salesman you are. You could be the absolute best in the world. But he always had it said he was not committing himself or making an on the spot decision. We would absolutely take it away, think about it and then go back. And so I'm like, that's definitely something, you know, that, that we need to do because we do feel rushed in everything. You're rushed all day at work to get this, meet this deadline, do all these different things. And so that's even why, why it's even more important for our mental health to stop and rest and decompress, right? Amen to that. Amen to that. And I know that some people are going to say, Regina, well, you know, when God moves, you got to move. And I definitely understand that. But we all know that when 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 those windows of opportunity open, that's just confirmation for things that you've been praying for and that you that you waiting on. You're waiting on that answer to come from God. It's not something coming to you and you needing to go take that to God or you need to take that to your wife or you need to go meditate on that. Right. There will be some instances where, yes, a prayer will be answered. And yes, baby, run through that door, run right. through that door. But you are. That's just confirmation for some uh, answer that you've been waiting on, that you've been praying for.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. So the next R is reflect. So again, mm. guys, we're talking about we're talking about being calibrated, and how do you reposition? How do you get you know recalibrated? Right. Mm-hmm. So reflect. I think that this one was one of the hardest ones for me. What well, wasn't one of the hardest ones? It was one of the last steps that I got because I realized that. Before I started journaling, before I started literally going into my day intentionally or reflecting on my day at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I didn't reflect. I didn't reflect. I didn't think about, um, you know, past that day or I didn't think, go back and look at the patterns, you know, that had happened in the previous seasons, in the previous weeks, in the previous months, or even in a relationship. It's like, if you take time to ref- um to reflect then you're going to notice if your if your if your man is is acting a little bit funny. You're going to notice it a whole lot quicker than you hmm. would if you were just going and going and going and going and going. You're going to notice that he changed his cologne. You're gonna notice that okay, you used to come, you used to get home by 5 30. Now you're not getting home till about 6 35. You're gonna start picking up on those things, but you're not right. only gonna notice things like that, you're also gonna notice if he is loving you intentionally. Mm. You know, you're gonna if he's saying I love you more. You're gonna notice if he's sending you multiple texts throughout the day. You're gonna notice, yes, you know, you know about running through the door, boo. You know about running know. through the door. She's the she poster run, child. Run. She running through a door right now. Yes, she Come is. On. I can't wait to share that door that she running through. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, when you reflect, it gives you a time to evaluate. And I love the reflection because it, it not only helps me, but it helps my family. You know, we're talking about, hey, Lisa, um, we're talking about um, reflection, but also reflection with our children. Especially yes. at age when our children are so connected to these I call them devil device and no, connected to their cell phones. <laughs> Y'all don't judge me. Don't judge me and my husband have a stance on, on that. And we'll talk about that on another show. But guys, the reflection would allow you to notice if something is going on with your children. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you know? I will flip a bed in a minute. I will, I will shake down the bed. I will shake down the whole room. But it's because I have time and I'm like, hmm this baby ain't coming downstairs for dinner right away. Or when this baby do get home, she running right upstairs or this little fellow over here, he's been extra quiet. You know, you're able to reflect not only on your journey, but also your family's journey and even different areas in your life. Regina, what do you think about the reflection? I think the reflection is, is key. I found that in journaling, that's the part that really helped i think with the reflecting for me um and what really gets what what i really found that was when i would go back and review my previous journal entries mm. and when i did that it's like oh wow you know like that happened or that was answered or you know what i I left that right. That I, I put that on the side, and I, I need to pick that back up. So the the j- reviewing my journaling notes definitely helped in the reflection process. It took it took it deeper for me than just even just reflecting over my day and you know what was my wins for the day, you know, what what can mm-hmm. I do better the next day? Those type things were great. But it just went it went to a whole nother level when I started going back and reviewing notes. So like, oh, my notes from a year ago at this time or different things like that. And it's like, wow, because let me tell you something, often we put requests before the throne, before God, and then we don't even realize he's answered. Mm. So when I go back and look, I was like, what? You know what? God did that. And he yes, did that he did. too. Mm. And some more things, you know. So, yeah, it, it was definitely easier and it and, and helped add to those wins and things like that as you go back and look at how far you've come or how far I still need to go. It just depends right. on what we're talking about. Right, that's so important. I love, I love, like you said, to go back and check your journal notes. You know, I call them, I call them God receipts, kingdom receipts, because yes, when yes. you do get come to them when you do get in. Oh, hey, Lisa, Regina looks so good. Hey, girl, yes. what a cute oh. what a hey, cute she don't be aging, y'all, but we call them kingdom receipts because, again, guys, we're talking about how do you how do you reset your mind doing during these times that we're living in? How do you reset your mind with all of these false expectations of culture, of the society that um are put on us? What do you just say? Shake the entire house down and pay attention to the well-being of it. Yes, shake the whole house, shaking beds, drawers, closets. I'm going in everything. No locked doors in my house except for my room. Let's continue. Come on, I come from a house where you will get woken up at four o'clock, five o'clock, three o'clock, two o'clock, any time of morning. So you just better stay ready because you oh, don't know. My daddy didn't play. My daddy didn't play. All right, guys, let's know. keep moving. So yes, reflection allows you an opportunity to evaluate those kingdom receipts. Be able to go through your own notes and motivate yourself because you've yeah. gone through some storms, baby girl. You've um you've conquered some of those mountains. You've been able to come out of a desert, come out of, a, of the wilderness, you know, with your crown still on. You know, those are the types of things that why we journal, why we reflect, because it reminds you of the queen and of the priestess that you are. Right. All right, we gotta move on for preaching. On. Gotta move on our I can't preach today. We, you know, we gotta get through these. All. I can't do it. All right, here we go. Let's keep going. All right, so speaking of preaching, next, so we got rest. We have um, reflection, Sweet. and now we have repentance. Now I know some of y'all are gonna be like, "Oh, she didn't have to talk. She didn't have to bring up the sin up in here." But guys, I want you to look at repentance as just a change in mindset, right? repentance is simply because now you've rested you've had time to get a clear mind you've reflected so you know what you you know what's going on you know what you've done but now think about an opportunity for you to repent right for you to change your mindset for you to change how you're doing some things because most of the time when we do sin or when we do go against God most of the time I'm gonna say for me I felt like I had a good reason I felt like I had a good reason to, to say what I said or to do what I did. That's just me. Y'all. I'm sorry. Anybody else like it's like, yeah, I tried to justify. Uh, we can always, yeah, we, we can definitely def- find ways to justify, to try to justify our actions, whether they really are justifiable or not. Yeah, but when we get through, it. it's like we attorneys in the courtroom, we can argue it down as to why yeah. I had to do this. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, so, so we have to take this time to repent guys. And it, like I said, it's look at mama Dukes. We have to, yes, we have to encourage ourselves for sure. Cause sometimes we can't get to the church. Sometimes we, you know, the data may be out on the phone or your Wi-Fi may be out at home and you can't get on YouTube university. You can't get on the book of faces. You can't YouTube do University. Yeah, you know I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm certified. I think I'm in my doctorate by now on the YouTube. Come on now, don't judge me, people. I, I hey, I got to do what I got to do. All right, so repent, guys. That just simply means change your mindset and go a different way. If you've had to steal something, okay, figure out how can you get more resources so you don't have to do that. If you've had to lie about a situation, figure out how do I get how do I change my mind and get myself out of the situation. If you're sleeping with somebody's husband, figure out, okay, let me go find, how do I find my own man for myself, right? Or if you your, if you cheating on your spouse, figure out, okay, why is there a void? Let me change my thinking
1: to figure exactly. out
0: why is there a void over here? If I'm yeah. having to medicate myself and put toxins in my body, okay, change your mind, change your thinking. Why am I having to sin against my body? Why am I having to do these things? Because mm. literally a lot of times there is, there's some type of thought belief system. That's what I'm looking for. There's some type of belief system behind every sin that we commit, right? And so if we look at repentance as si- simply switching that mindset, then we can literally reposition ourselves in state calibrated. right? All right, that's so next it. is gonna be um, rejuvenate. Hey, you know I love the rejuvenation. Yes. I like rejuvenation and replenish. They're, they're pretty much the same thing, right? So okay. when we do this, when we get ready to come out of this pause, because you do all of this guys while you're in the pause, while you're on sabbatical, mm-hmm. you're resting, you're reflecting, you're repenting, and now you're ready to rejuvenate and replenish yourself so that when you come out of this pause, you're able to go after everything that is yours. Okay, so when we replenish, we think about plans, right? Because now we're clear minded. We didn't we didn't wash out all the garbage. We didn't evaluate yeah. ourselves. We didn't we didn't we didn't say a little prayer or two to to the Most High, you know, to help us with our stinking thinking or to get rid of some the of that. All BS. is cleared. Yes. Right. We got rid of the BS. We didn't got rid of some of those belief systems that we don't need anymore. And now we're ready to rejuvenate and replenish to come out of this thing even stronger than we were before we went in. So when you think about the rejuvenation and replenishment stage of the pause, Regina, what, what are some of the things that you think about? The rejuvenation, look, I, I'm ready to go out and 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 let go. I'm sorry, y'all. I gotta say this because it just keeps popping in my head and it's all I hear. I, okay. I just hear relax, relate, release. Okay. <laughs> All the three R's I live by. Somebody out there know what I'm talking about. Is <laughs> I say? From somewhere. <laughs> Relax, relate, and release. More okay. R's. <laughs> Yes. 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 But that rejuvenation, I think that's the culmination of the whole rest period and what we've been doing. We go through this rest period. We reflect. We, you know, repent. We do all these things so we can be rejuvenated. And then you're able to go out. And like I said, at that point, your cup is full. So now you can pour out into somebody else. So, yes, when I'm rejuvenated, I'm thinking clearly thoughts are flowing, you know, new ideas, witty inventions, all of these things. You know, when you're clear minded, you can focus better and you can go out and get it. I love that. I love that. Yes. You you. it's like your energy's back. Your plan is more intentional. And I think that's one of the biggest things for me is coming out of this replenishment and this rejuvenation stage of the yes. part of the capital. Of the repositioning is intentionality you know we can't just lick our finger and put it up in the wind and be like okay we going this way no but we can't do that (laughs) we can't do that right you Uh, can i don't know how far it's gonna get you (laughs) well we know who who's the prince of the air right and come so, on, that may be sending you in a whole nother road that you're you're Right. So you got to come out of this thing. And that's where you get into the phase where you're co-creating. You know, we should be co-creating with God and, um, you know, everything that we do, we should live, you know, to our highest vibration. You know, for some of my vibration and meditation sisters out there, we should know we should um, make things happen for us and not have things happen to us that's it right so that's why we have to be intentional so if you're coming out of this reflection phase okay lord i hear you if you're coming out of this a pause and you're like man lord i need a man okay be intentional with the frequency that you're on when you're coming out of this pause right Right. because a lot your- of times what you say regina Oh, go ahead. I, I I was probably about to get off topic, but when you stay in the frequency. You well, know, I don't know why. Being I, intentional, I don't know why I'm getting right? So if you're looking for a man or a spouse in this season, because I know a lot of people talking about wedding bells, ring a ling all that stuff, but I don't want anyone to 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 rush to look for a spouse because the man should find you but he's only going to find you if you're on the right frequency right and right. Um, because if you over here on a frequency of things that you want um and things that you only desire but you're not realistic then he may not find you right so we got to make sure that we are intentional you can't say that you want a godly man but you only in places where non Typical non-godly men, chill it. Just saying, Come on. don't judge me. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying it. For example, so you can't say you want a godly man, then you're trying to find him in the strip club. Right. Intentionality. Oh. I, ones, I know, you know, know some all. individuals, some okay. young ones that are, are are more or less looking to be kept. And so there are certain places where they go and where they look and where they put themselves out and say, hey, I'm available well, of we're not talking, talking about, about the sugar food. babies right now. That's going to be another yep. subject, the sugars. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to do no sugar tonight, but that's going to be another topic, y'all, for Sister Chet. Is your friend, is she ready? Does she want to be a sugar baby? So, but they get what they're looking for because they are right. being intentional. You're right. right. They are being intentional in their actions. So, to, to your point, if you're looking for a godly man, if you're looking for a husband or something like that, then we got to be intentional about our actions, and we hmm. draw, right? So, oftentimes we draw what we're not even looking for, what we think we want. So, you're used to getting this thing or something else, and you want to know why? Why? Why do I keep encountering the same man? Why do I keep going through the same thing? Because right. that's what you're putting off, and that's what you're drawing. That's the reason you're on. That's it. The we don't have to the show these guys. We're gonna have enough by tuning in, tuning in for that man. Come tune on, in. To tune right in. We gotta tune in. What to channel the channel. No, but that's gonna be a whole that's gonna be another show. That's how we're gonna calibrate to to, to not be single. Um <laughs> really? No, we're not singing the single lady song. But yes, guys, coming out of the pause, you gotta be intentional, you gotta be replenished, you gotta be focused on whatever you're seeking, whether it's um a promotion in your career, on your job, whether you're launching a new business or whether you're in the process of of, um, launching a business, whether you are um, just starting your journey of entrepreneurship, whether you're pursuing other things in your life, guys, you have to be intentional and you have to have a plan because we are co-creators with God. I want you to think about your plans as co-creation, and you know, we'll have a session about the incubator period and all those things that we do to help us co-create, but we should come out of this replenishment stage um, with um, a plan, with focus um, and with transparency. Um, how important is Regina, when you're going through these phases of the pause to, to be transparent with yourself? Wow. It's very important because at the end of the day, if you're not transparent with yourself, then you're not really getting anywhere because you're hiding things. You're not uncovering the truth. You're not being truthful with yourself. And that's where it's going to start. So if I'm going to better Regina, I'm going to move Regina from A to B. If that's my goal, then I got to really know what's going on with Regina. And really, we have sometimes I got to be real. We have a hard time being honest with ourselves, you know, I'll tell you, you know, I had to deal with my faces, right? So oftentimes I'd be told, oh, what is your, your face is doing this. Your face is doing that. And I'm one of those that are like, I don't know what you're talking about. What is my face doing? So I literally had to sit there and spend some time with Love Regina it. to try to understand, okay, what am I doing? What is this? You had to, to literally in the mirror. You have to literally, what, literally, literally. get literally. in the mirror. Literally. Get in the mirror. Get in the mirror. And then accept the fact that okay, all right. This is this is definitely an area that I need to work on. You How know do they call it that I, that, rest in, that rest that that rest and be face sometimes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't mean nothing by it. It's just your resting face. But I'm happy you worked on it, bro. I'm happy you worked on it. Still working on it. It's always it's in progress. Like that that's always a process on that one. Right. Like right. other things as well. Yeah, but you're right. Transparency is um, I think it's vital to to, to not be even able with, to go ahead. Not even with just ourselves, but with others. So, mm-hmm. like you said, um your family knows that on Mondays. This is what they expect from you. Right. Or you don't expect from me because this is my rest period. So, yes, that transparency. I even found that I had to be more transparent with my spouse. Ooh. Right. As I'm going on these new journeys and figuring things out about myself, it's like, can I um, can? am I able to trust you with this? Right. So and then when you find that you're able to trust people with that transparency, you're able to be even more transparent and more comfortable to do so. I might be touching on some other stuff, but yes. You are you're going down a whole nother path because you know that transparency with you know because sometimes we only want to be transparent with people when when we've when we got the W. We only want to be transparent when we got the W and not on the way to the win. But sometimes we need some people in our inner core, in our inner circle to help us along the way. Like I know for a fact I wouldn't be able to accomplish a a lot of the things without my my village, without my sisters, without my family, my husband, my things like that. And I have to be transparent with you guys. And when I didn't took a loss and y'all didn't took a loss with me, that hurts. But if I didn't take a L, it feels better when I got people with me. But it's even better when we all win together. When I take yes. you guys on this journey, when we take you guys, um, take everyone on that. Well, I would not say everyone. Take certain people on that journey with you. All right, guys. So we're getting ready to transition into the the, the last segment of the show, which is the sister check. So tonight's topic of the sister check is gonna be um, regarding relationships, right? So if you had a sister. And if she was in a long-term relationship without a proposal, what advice would you give her? And you know that her heart's desire is to be married, but she's been in this relationship for years, for years, and you know that her heart's desire is to get married. And she's coming crying to you. She or the end. You know, we just had Valentine's Day a couple months ago. This is a real life scenario, guys. Um, is that my right? Raina, we in the middle of a show, baby. I love you. <laughs> don't 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 hate on my baby. She trying to give him a charger because we about to go dead over here. Oh, I don't goodness. Want to Well, I'm happy we towards the end of the show. But when it comes to the sister check, you know, let's say you have a friend who um has shared a heart with you again you've been on this roller coaster with her for years in this relationship um uh, this man has every he meets all of her non-negotiables i mean he yeah he he meets everything on there he's qualified for her but he will not marry her mm-hmm. so you want to know what i'm what what my sister check is what it yeah, sound like say to this sister to this person that you're qualified to give a sister check to Look, baby. If you want, are you a wife? Mm. Has this person asked you to marry, marry them, to be their wife, to be their life partner? If the answer is no, then it's okay. What are we doing? What are we doing? Is this something you sure you want that you got to have? You can't, you know, this is a non-negotiable for you because if it is, then we're going to have to start acting like it's a non-negotiable. And if this individual isn't really willing to meet you there, then as hard as it is, it's time to move around and and, 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 and go have that um that calibration, right? And reset ourselves so we can figure out how am I going to get where I know I want to go. I like that. But I really like how you the you led with are you a wife? Not everybody's a... wife material, like you might think you wanna be. Oh I'm trying to step on no toes. Oh, you didn't step on all 10 toes. All mm. 10 toes. All mm. ten toes. But that's so true. Because we have to ask ourselves, because the Bible says that a man that find man finds a, a wife, right? He finds a gift. Yes. So yes. He is already walking in wife ship or wifehood, however you want to put it. She's already walking as a wife, and when he finds her, he he is man, but he is not husband. That's it. When he finds his wife, he becomes a husband, but he's already walking in his manhood or manship, right? Right. right. But we have to walk as wives already so that we can be found in order for him to become a husband come Come on you just hit that frequency you just hit that frequency boom boom frequency y'all you got to be walking as a wife and so if you got a sister that's in this situation ask her that question i wouldn't tell her to just pack up and leave right away Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. ask her are you walking as a wife right you, really are you are you worthy of being a wife because some of us just want the ring, but we don't want the things that come with wife ship and wifehood because you have to serve. Come on, I was just about to say that big S that a lot of us females don't like to hear, or we think, "Oh, that's a you could just cuss at me when you start talking about submissiveness and things like that." And I think we put ourselves in in a much better situation when we as women, whether it's the married women helping those single ladies that are wanting to get there, but start to help them prepare truly for what marriage is and what it is to actually be a wife. Because let me tell tell you, you, I had an example, right? And watching my parents. But it's it's just it it is something different when you finally get in that well, thing, you, right? You gotta walk through it. I love that comment, DeAndra. She's like, Let's go, sis. Let's do what you gotta do to go get to let your husband find you. But that's so right. It's different. You can you can see good examples, but once you gotta walk through it, especially those of us, because you know, this is my second go-round, especially those of us who have had relationships or we would had a a wifey, you know, we, we were the wifey or, you know, we was in those Bay relationships and stuff like that. Where well, we was, we was playing house. We was playing. Right. But then when you align that household under kingdom principles, mm. it's, it's a whole nother story because you're right. Yes, you, hit you hit on that submission cord. You hit on that submission cord, and submission is more than putting your head down and your ass up. Just, yes, just, it is. Just yes, it, it, it is. Just yes, it is. there is power, mm-hmm. there is power in submission, and so but again that, that's but a submission that's is I think more than submission family. is more than a lot of those things, and so we gotta be prepared, you gotta walk in wifeship and while and wifehood and be prepared for those things. Um, Absolutely. and then the last thing when it comes to this sister, this sis, who desires to be married, she desires to be proposed to guys. Um God could be doing her a favor. Because you got to ask her, so you want to apply kingdom principles to your relationship, such as the union, the covenant of marriage, but this man is not submitting himself to God. Come on. So you signing yourself up for a class, baby girl, that you really don't even want to attend because Mm. if he is not being led by the most high, where Mm. in the hell is he going to leave you? Hmm. Hmm into some hell you're looking for some situ some situations are on the way are on the way and you already know he's not walking in those godly principles if we shacked up and how many years we've been shacking up and you haven't gotten the you god ain't told you yet that we need to line up right right all right guys so we gotta wrap up it was getting good. I'm so excited. Thank you to my guest, Miss Regina. Guys, uh, thank you so much for um, being here and sharing in this very first episode of Uncommon Faith. Um, again, I am your host, La Flower Bowie. Guys, you can follow Uncommon Faith on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook, guys, and um, definitely let us know when you're watching this replay how you feel about this sister check or how you feel about the, the R's that we went over to help you reposition guys. If you're watching from YouTube, definitely like and subscribe. If you're watching from Facebook, like and subscribe. If you're watching on one of our podcast platforms, like and subscribe. Grace and peace guys. Bye. Grace and peace.